This is the Create Yourself Podcast. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Create Yourself Podcast. I am so excited for you guys to hear who I have on today. His name is Craig Ballantyne. Craig is my business coach, and he is, man, he has turned the world upside down for me in my life, helped me to find all sorts of of uh, hidden things and, and belief systems in myself, and I'm so excited to have him on today. Um, he's been labeled as the world's most disciplined man. Uh, in my opinion, he's like the productivity um, king of the world. Like this guy um, has shown me how to uh, find all of these different times in my day, and it's things that I use with my clients and things that I talk about with my team and uh, pretty much anybody that wants to know about how to be more productive. Um, He shares all sorts of strategies about how to get clarity today, um, how to find purpose and structures in your day to make sure that you can stay on task with what you're trying to do. And that's across the board, whether you're a fitness person, um, whether you're a a, a client uh, of a coach, um, man, we jump into all sorts of strategies and I'm, I'm really excited for him to share with us today. Now, do me a favor before we jump into it. I want you to go ahead and take a screenshot with your phone. I want you to post it on your story on Instagram and I want you to tag us in it. You can find Craig. He is at Real Craig Ballantyne and I am at the CF7C coach. Go ahead and take that screenshot, put it on your story, tag us in it. We want to know who we're reaching, who's getting value from this. Um, and then, of course, make sure that we're getting our message out there that we're trying to put out with this information. Now, last thing I want you to do, go ahead and head on the iTunes. Go ahead and give us a star review. Make sure you leave us a comment about something you want us to, something you want to see from us, people you want us to have on, and then give us honest feedback about how the podcast is going. We'd love to know uh, how we're doing and then who's getting value from this. Now, Enough of me rambling on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get him on here, and then uh, we'll talk next week. Craig, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast today. Um, like we were talking before we got on here and started recording, it's, uh, for me, it's a dream come true to have my coach on here, somebody who's really opened my eyes up to productivity, uh, being disciplined, work-life balance, all those yeah. things, and I'm uh, really excited for you to share those with our listeners today, so thank you so much. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so the first thing I want to dive into, just for the people or, or my listeners in particular that don't know your background and your story, can you give us a little description of who you are, what you do currently in a nutshell? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, I grew up in Canada and I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach in the National Hockey League of all things back when I was in college. And then I started writing for Men's Health Magazine in 2000. And that kind of led me down this path of like, oh, I can write for a living. And I started selling my workout programs on the internet, sold my first one on uh, January 28th of 2001. It was a Word document, oh, so 50 bucks through PayPal. So anybody who's thinking about starting a business or starting anything, you know, just get started. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't do it the traditional way. Even, there wasn't even a traditional way back then, but I found a way to make it work. And that's really the key to success in many areas of life. So did that. Did that for many years, probably started slowing down in that space in 2012 and then started picking up on the coaching side of entrepreneurs. I've got entrepreneurs in the rodeo space. I got entrepreneurs in the, you know, in the book publishing space. I got coaching clients in the manufacturing space in the personal training world in the online coaching world in the business coaching world, you name it. I've got a coaching client in that industry and I just love working with, uh, small business entrepreneurs, you know, between like 
you know, 150,000 to uh, seven or $8 million in revenue. And that's my sweet spot. And I've been able to help them grow and scale. And that's what I focus on today. In addition to writing a couple books. So I got the perfect day formula. And then I have Unstoppable, which is my newest book. And that was a Wall Street Journal bestseller. So pretty proud of that. Um, those two books alone have completely changed the game for me. Um, a bunch of my friends have read them now. And then uh, my wife has even gone through the perfect day formula and really enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to any books. I know you, you've hinted and dropped a couple um, hints here that you possibly releasing some more in the future. Um, definitely doing one this year, the perfect week formula. We'll definitely do that one. And then I'm not 100% sure if I'll have one for next year, but that's the plan for this one. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to read that one. So, you know, you mentioned you're a fitness coach looking to train people in the uh, National Hockey League, and now you found your way into business coaching. Uh, what caused that transition from being – uh, fitness coach moving into the entrepreneurial space? I, I was never really good at coaching in the fitness space. I mean, I knew my stuff, but it took a lot of energy out of me. I didn't like it. I wasn't high energy for people. And, you know, I was no Todd Durkin. Like, Todd Durkin's like at 100, and I was at like an 11. And <laughs> so it's like, I'm not even, I'm not even the same species as Todd Durkin. I, I shouldn't be in this stuff. I'm more of a bookworm. I'm more behind the scenes kind of guy. Now I can do videos and stuff like that. And I've got, I've got workout videos. I've been watched 3.9 million times on YouTube, but it's all basic stuff. And so I realized I didn't want to do that. And I wanted, I, I get way more excited thinking about, Hey, you bring me a problem about how there's a bottleneck in your business or about what you're getting done. And I will solve that much like, you know, so many coaches will be like, Hey, tell me, tell me what you want to do in, in your, in, you know, achieving the CrossFit games and why you're struggling here. And I'll be able to give you the best program. It's not into that anymore as much as I am into like taking somebody's business who's doing a hundred thousand and getting them to 300 or, you know, 700,000 in three to nine months. Yeah. So you, you, you talked a little bit about, um, it, now that you are the business coach, like the business coach, one that is very sought after, you work with so many different people across the board from, you said, rodeo people, um, CrossFit coaches all across the board. What are some similarities that you see that people um, have issues? And the reason why I asked that question is because recently I sat at a mastermind myself yeah. um, with uh, Cody McBroom and there was, you know, there was 12 of us sitting at a table and each one of us had either the exact same limitation, the exact same issue or mindset. And it was like uh, this complete enlightening thing for me to hear all of us had across the board the same issues. What are something, I mean, you work with obviously a bigger uh, group of people around these things. What is the similarity of issues that people have across the board? I think the, one of the biggest ones is that they suffer in silence. And so whether it's their ego or whether it is, you know, they don't want to burden somebody else with the work, they do everything themselves and you can only get so far. In fact, if you do the math, if you want, like a lot of people want to make a million dollars, you know, a million dollars sounds awesome. But you would, if you were only making $114 an hour, and $114 an hour, everybody think, man, that's a lot of money, $114 an hour. So you would have to work every single hour of the year. And I, don't, I didn't say every single waking hour of the year. I said every single hour of the year at $114 an hour in order to make a million dollars. So look at what you do in, your, in the day-to-day. -day. You, you go to the FedEx store. You, you might clean up the weights. You might... You might do all of this stuff, which is obviously, you know, a $10 an hour task, which takes your average down. And so even if you were being paid $150 a session, which is, you know, kind of when I was personal training in Toronto, I was getting close to that, you know, back in 2002, 2003. Now, if you're getting paid that, 
you're still only going to make about $200,000 in a year being paid $100 or so an hour. Right. So most of these people, they're doing, they want to make a lot more money, but they're doing all this low value stuff. They're not putting time into leadership. They're like, oh, it's going to take too much work to, you know, make somebody into a sales manager. I'll just do it myself. And you'll forever grind yourself into the ground and, and always be basically in a paycheck prison is what I call it. Like you, you can't stop working because you have a lease to pay. You can't stop working because if you don't, if you don't work, no money comes into your business. And that's not, a, that's not a business. You have a job. You have a job. You've tied yourself to that. And until you stop suffering in silence and go to a mastermind or get a coach or even at least start reading books and taking action on the stuff that's in these books, you're, you're just going to be like, why am I working so hard and not making the money that I want to make? And that's the answer right there. Yeah. You know, uh, something that you initially said to me was how important it was to delegate and to get myself out of all of the little small things within my business. And that's yeah. been a huge shift because, um, you know, giving all these frivolous tasks out to people that um, have the time to do them versus me trying to stuff it in my already busy schedule was like paralyzing what I was trying to do with my day to day. Um, and and that, that hands down what you just said is so valuable. And I hope the people that are listening are getting something from that. Now within that, um, Mentoring and coaching has been huge for me this year, especially I've invested thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in coaching alone this year, yeah. but it has helped me to grow as a person, a business person, a family man, um, all that stuff. What is your belief around like mentoring and coaching? How valuable is it? Um, and then not only how valuable is it, what's the secret sauce within that that helps so many people? Well, it's the shortcut to success because Here's a person who has been there and done that and achieved what you want to achieve. And, you know, for a, for a relatively small investment, they're willing to give you all the answers that you, you are looking for. Or you can go and try and find those answers in that dark forest over there that has no light in it and has a whole bunch of snares and traps and all of these things that are going to wound you. Or you can just go over to this guy over here who, or woman who has all the answers and, and most people are like, oh, I'll go into this forest full of traps because I don't want to, you know, spend any money or, you know, I don't trust or whatever it is. And they end up, you know, wandering around in that forest for three years, five years, some people. And, you know, I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years now, right? So I've, I've known people who went to the same events as I did back in 1999, 2001, 2006, and they saw me getting ahead and they would still go to some events, but they're still personal training 45 hours a week, 20 years later, because they decided to go off in the forest instead of going and getting mentoring like I did. Now, I, even I waited too long, but I finally did. And now I spend, let's see, I'm in one mastermind group that is just over 25K. I run two of my own. I have a speaking coach. So, you know, I'm probably about 50 grand a year into coaching plus travel for all the coaching groups that I run plus that I go to. So I'm at least 50 grand. I, I'm, I know that I spent a hundred grand some years on it for sure. Yeah, I, I won't. Um, I will not balk nor uh, ever stop get receiving coaching. Um, and, and it's something I see that parallels with like my fitness clients is that 
some people come to the gym that, you know, they do the workouts. We run a group training based gym. People come in do the workouts and they're there to be in the group, but they're not ready to receive the coaching. But across the board, the people that receive that coaching are the ones that advance in their fitness or advance yeah, in their diet um, across the board. And there's, um, there's no denying that. I always struggle with getting people to like buy in with what I say from time to time. Um, but my message to them is actually something I stole from you is like, why would you take longer to figure out something when you can use me to just time travel, right? Sure. To use me to, to take all the issues that I found across the board with different clients to um, all of my troubleshooting that I've done with myself personally, like why wouldn't you take that condensed amount of information and use that to propel yourself? Um, and that's something that uh, that time travel piece is what I use a lot with my clients. Um, so you talk a lot about uh, a lot about the power of accountability um, and how you use that to help your clients. Um, could you give us a couple methods with how you hold people accountable or um, kind of shine that light on the things that they need to be doing that they're not? Yeah. So the reason why you have to have the accountability in the first place is because all the information that anybody needs to know whether it's succeeding in CrossFit games or whether it is building a business or writing a book, all that information is available for free on YouTube. I mean, there are billions of hours of content on YouTube and okay. So all that content is there for free. Why, why aren't people more successful? Why aren't they healthier and fitter? Why aren't they eating better? Why aren't they writing their books? Well, because nobody's holding them accountable to actually taking action on the information. And it's the same with me. You know, I know information that I'm not using right now, even though I want to move ahead in some areas of my life. And it's because I'm not being held accountable by somebody that I deeply do not want to disappoint in all those areas. Fortunately, I'm being held accountable to, to the things that matter the most to me. But there's a few things once you get down to like priority six, seven, and eight, yeah. that I'm, I'm not taking action on because there's no accountability. So the accountability, whether you're a fitness coach, whether you're a business coach, whether you're a parent, whether you're, you know, a coach of a team, you have to have that accountability in place because that is the stuff that gets people to move mountains. It's a secret ingredient for success. If it's not there, people won't do anything with the information. It's very much like a deadline, right? Deadline. I always love using this example of Christmas. Yeah. Everybody knows that Christmas 2019, 2020, 2021, it's going to be December 25th again. Yeah. And when are the malls going to be packed? December 24th, because we will wait till the last minute. But then that deadline really kicks in and it gets us going. It's the same with accountability. We can be sitting on all of these books, all of this information for months, years, a decade. And then all of a sudden we go, you know what? I'm going to double down. I'm going to invest in a coach who's going to hold me accountable. And I have to go and report to them what I did or what I did not do every week. And then all of the sudden things become this reality and my life changes. So that's, that's huge for so many people. You know, for years and years, we, at my, in my gym, within my businesses, I would just kind of give away stuff for free constantly and not, th not saying that you shouldn't go and uh, give information to people for free and, and, and um, give passionately to people. But when I gave it all away for free, uh, I was almost now I know that I was setting them up for failure by not getting them to buy in and then use me consistently. Like somebody would come to me, get a diet change or some macro setup, and then um, they wouldn't pay for that accountability from me. They would go do it for a week and then fail. This year we added all of these different um, programs within our gym to where people pay for this accountability. Now all of a sudden we're getting all these amazing changes with people. Um, and it just completely, uh, completely blows my mind at that, that a power of account, the power of accountability. Um, and I can thank you for that, for showing me the power of that, because it's been huge um, within my own life. And now, especially that's trickling down to my clients. And then even um, 
some of my employees and my team members on my team. Yeah. And I think there's two big lessons there. Yeah. There's one on the side of if you give people for free, they'll, they'll do nothing with it. And I know this, uh, same as you. And I mean, it's why like when people come to me and say, Hey, can I have your program for free? I don't have any money. I'm like, well, listen, you're not going to do anything with it. So I'm not going to give it to you because back when I did a lot of stuff for men's health magazine, they once gave me six guys and they said, Hey, will you design workout programs, six week programs for each of these six guys, individual customized programs. I spent about 40 hours on these programs and they were going to feature these transformations on the internet and in the magazine, it was going to be big for my business. And one of those guys lasted two weeks. Most of the guys didn't even last two days. They quit because it was free. There's no skin in the game. And so that's one thing. Everybody listening, like people who get your free advice generally are not going to do anything with it. Absolutely. Yeah. On the other side is people are like really stingy about giving away information. Like, oh, if I give away information for free, no one's going to come and hire me. Well, no one's going to do anything with the free information. They're going to go, all that that's going to do is, is get the right people to go, wow, this person is, is smart. They know what they're talking about because if you don't give away free information, people don't know that you're, you know what you're talking about. Correct. So you, you have to give away that free information and then the right people, the people who are ready for the coaching will become clients. So that's the, the two sides of the coin to free information. 100% agree with all that stuff. Um, and then, and, and, you know, once I realized that, and then now I explain that to people and who, people who weren't used to like me charging them for a certain thing. And now they come to me and they're like, Hey, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm really going to encourage you. You know, um, you'll buy in if you buy in, like I use that line that you guys use all the time. And then, uh, just getting people to come to that realization has been huge. Now, uh, a question that I really wanted to run by you, cause, um, I was super curious about your methods and, and, um, Obviously, you work with multiple people. I'm not going to assume that what you did with me was something you do with everybody. But um, I find that when I try to help people implement a new change in their life, um, that they can often get overwhelmed. So what are some first steps that you would give like a new client, no matter what their business is? What are some first steps that you would give a new client to get them moving um, in the direction that you want them to move into? I believe it's very, very, very important to get people quick victories. Right. So... The reason why is because if you don't see progress, you lose momentum and motivation. So I am always looking for how can I get somebody a result as fast as possible? And then from that, what I'll do is I have a series of intake forms that ask the right questions because I've been coaching so many people all the time and I know that everybody has the same problems. So on those intake forms, what we have is people just dump out their problems and I can give them like the one or two things that will help them get results right away. So there's another, and I do this sometimes for prospects too. So there's this girl who needs my help. Like the other day she wrote me and said, she owns a hair salon here in Toronto. And the other day she wrote me and said, Craig, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I'm so stressed out. And yet she won't hire me because she doesn't believe in my stuff. She came as a recommendation of her personal trainer, who's a huge fan of me. And so now it's this introduction and all we've done is DM each other on Instagram. So she doesn't know me, but she's kind of warm because she's been referred and she's like, nah, I still don't know if your coaching is worth it. Can I come, can I come to your event and then pay you after? I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Um, And so anyway, she's sending me these messages. I'm having a heart attack, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, okay, 
slow down, slow down. I didn't say slow down because right. that's not good. That's like saying calm down to somebody who can't calm down. And what I did say, I did say, okay, tell me what are, what are the biggest problems causing you stress right now? And she listed a bunch out and I go, and then a few hours later, when I got back to that message, I said, okay, from those, if you could wave a magic wand and remove the most stressful of them, which one would it be? And give me as much detail as possible. And she replied back and said, I just need a manager to come in here and do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, okay, great. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to use my job ad that I've, that I've you know, shared with you, my politically incorrect job ad that I give all to my clients. You're going to go and you're going to post it here, here, and here. You're going to go to your uh, network and you're going to say this, this, and this. And you're also going to make a list of exactly what you want from that person, exactly what you want them to be, exactly what you want them to do, and a list of everything that you don't want them to be, have, and do. And that's going to give her clarity that she'll be able to go out and find this person. And, you know, so we do give that free information, give people results in advance. And then now, now she's like, oh my gosh, this was so helpful. Thank you. And I'm still not sure she's going to actually be a client of mine, but you know, I have a soft spot for people that are really suffering from stress and anxiety. So I wanted to solve that problem for her. And it was so simple to me. So I, I took a person who was very overwhelmed and I was able to narrow it down into here's the one and only thing that you should be spending any of your free time on right now to solve a major problem in your life. And that's a quick victory. And we yeah. won that game. So that's what I would do with somebody is if somebody comes to you overwhelmed and you know, the sky is falling and there's 19 things going on, just find the biggest one, biggest, ugliest monster in the room and, and slay it, slay it. Yeah, you guys always talk about um, eating the uh, the eating the frog or the biggest oh, frog yeah. first. You know, yeah. it's something I, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I was telling them that. And uh, just, it's so important just to take one step, and that's something that um, it, it's always the most simplistic stuff that is the most impactful. And it's sure. something that you shared with me uh, when we first got started, and you were like, you know, what are some of your struggles? And you would um, shine the light on some of the things that I was struggling with, and then um, something so simplistic of just like all of the thoughts and the struggles came from my head and then I had to figure out how to implement them. It was almost like you shined a light on it. Um, and now I ventured into a little bit of mentoring myself and I, I have a mentor client right now and he was uh, sending me, he sent me a screenshot of a, pr a prospect that was talking about joining his gym. She was like, you know, I don't know if this is something that I want to get into. Um, you know, I want to, uh, I don't know if CrossFit's my thing because I want to do more cardio based stuff. I don't really want to get big and bulky. Um, essentially she was acting as if she was the expert when in fact he's the professional and he's the expert. Right. Um, and I was like, essentially like, look, man, you just need, we need to shine the light on some of the struggles. She came to you in the first place because she has all these struggles. She clearly hasn't been able to do it on her own already. And she came to you and now all of a sudden she still knows what she's doing. So we just got to shine the light on the thing that we're struggling with. Um, Absolutely. and he used that. And then when she realized like, Oh wow, um, I am struggling with these things and I haven't figured it out. Um, she went ahead and hired him. So it was a, it was a cool, um, for me, it was getting him a quick victory, but for her also, it was just shining a light on that struggle that she had. Um, so that's so important and so vital that you pointed that out. Yep. Um, so let's, uh, let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk about how I first came on, um, to, to finding you and finding some of your stuff. Um, and it came through obviously the empire podcast, one of my favorite podcasts that I listened to. Um, but you were talking about your book on there one time and I went and I read it 
And uh, some of the first takeaways that I got from the book were the power of the um, do not do not to do list and the uh, the morning routine. Um, and I'm telling you, talk about a quick victory. Within the first week of implementing a morning routine and that do not to do list, um, I made s- some amazing changes in my life and found some some hidden um, time blocks that I could get some work done. Yeah. Um, could you describe to me what you believe a good morning routine looks like? Um, and then on top of that, um, we'll, we'll jump into the book stuff later, but let's talk first about the morning routine and then we'll get into the do not to do list. Yeah. I, I was asked this the other day on a podcast and it's like, Oh, you know, tell me all about your morning routine. And I'm like, my morning routine is go to work. Yeah. Go to work immediately. Get up, go to the bathroom and go to work. Right. And they're like, Oh, but you don't have a morning routine. I'm like, that is the morning routine of successful people. They go to work. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm doing a, an hour long training session for Vince Del Monte and his mastermind tomorrow. And I love, I love doing um, training sessions for other people's masterminds because mm-hmm. they're not my clients. So it's like, I don't have to like, you know, try and be politically correct. I can just offend everybody and it doesn't yeah. matter because, you know, it's like, it's like a personal trainer doesn't want to like tell somebody they're lying. Like, oh, you gained weight, but you're eating according to my plan. Oh, oh, well, we'll <laughs> try and figure something out here liar. No, yeah. I, mean, I can just, I can just like totally vent. And so I'm going to tell all these people, there's going to be so many of these fitness people. I'm going to say, you're going to the gym way too much. You work out too much. I don't know like what you're trying to prove at age 35 with all this working out that you do when you're broke, like, great, you can go and crush it at the gym, but you're broke because you spend way too much time at the gym and not enough time on your business. So your morning routine should be get up and spend at least 15 minutes, if not 90 minutes on your number one priority in life so that you move ahead. And your number one priority in life, once you get to this stage, shouldn't be working out. And I know you've written about this before, mm-hmm. about how you worked out too much and it was, uh, you know, multiple times per day. What for? Right. What for? Like get over it eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's much more important for you to be able to send your kid to a good school. It's much more important for you to be able to upgrade your car so you're not driving around embarrassed all the time. It's much more important for you to be able to make payroll than it is for you to be able to make the CrossFit games. Right. So get over it. Do the work first thing in the morning and then treat yourself to some meditation or, or dog walk or, you know, workout or whatever it is that you want. Reading, you know, some motivational videos, but do some work first. That's what you should do. Yeah. I love that. And, and, um, you know, I, I talk with clients all the time and they're like, oh, I can't really, you know, they want to leave the gym and they're like, I can't really find time to work out. Or, you know, if they're at the gym, I can't really find time to meal prep. So the first place I start is like, what does your morning look like? And you know, most often than not across the board, it's, you know, I get up about nine. I like rush really quick, get my kids out to school, grab, give them a bagel. Um, and then, you know, I, I rush here and I rush there and I'm like, get up a little bit earlier. Getting up at 4.30 in the morning has been the most impactful thing that I've ever done that I've, stunned, that I've stolen from all of you guys that talk about it all the time. Sure. And um, it's been so impactful with me just because it's opened up three hours of my time in the morning before my family and my kids are even awake. And mm-hmm. it just allows me to get so much done as an entrepreneur. But if I was just a regular person who didn't necessarily run a business and was looking for a time to meal prep or to work out or to get some, um, some mindfulness time, like there's three or four hours in the morning that instead of staying up until 1130 at night watching Game of Thrones, you could go to bed a little bit earlier and wake up uh, a little bit earlier to get stuff done. Now, yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody listening is like, oh, this sounds horrible. Well, it is horrible at first, yeah. 
And, but the thing is you have to, you have to sit down and, and weigh what really matters to you. And if you think like, you know, and that's why when, you know, you came to my workshop and the very first thing we start with is not, here's how your day should look, but here's how your next 10 years need to look. Mm -hmm. Here's where your life needs to be in 10 years from now. Okay. If this is where it needs to be in 10 years from now, I can tell you what you need to do tomorrow. And it's probably not what you're doing today. And, yeah. and then we fix all that stuff because most people will say, no, they want, they want to take their family on vacation. And I don't mean just their family. I mean, their extended family. I hear that. Just their, 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 you know, their partner and their kids. About 20 grand for a vacation to take, you know, all these people, you're not even able to take a vacation for your own family. And yeah. you're telling me that in the next three years, 10 years, you want to take a $20,000 vacation. Well, we, like you said, we better stop watching game of Thrones and start taking life very seriously because right. most people aren't and they're putting stuff off and they're putting stuff off and everybody listening who is, because we're in the fitness industry, if you aren't seeing the parallels between why you're struggling in business and why your clients struggle in fitness. Oh man, you're so blind because <laughs> everything, everything that comes out of your mouth all day long in the gym, I want you to replace, you know, their name with your name and fitness with business. And you'll be like, Oh my gosh, I'm a hypocrite. I'm telling all these people to do, to do all this preparation. I'm telling them to follow the plan. I'm telling them to get accountability and, I don't do any preparation in my business. I don't follow a plan and I don't have any accountability. I don't have a mentor. And yet that's all, that's all I tell people to do all day long. Uh-oh, now I see the problem. So that's, that's the, the secret. That's the secret. Yeah, I love that. And it's, um, I, I was always blown away, like especially when I went to your event to, um, we went around the table at the, uh, at the workshop mm -hmm. and uh, all of us had the, the same issues. And there was like, um, again, simplistic, like everybody, every time you post a testimonial about something that somebody says about you, it's always clarity. It's always discipline. I always like, I found direction. I found, um, the, the most important thing. And it's really just finding, uh, like, what is your goal? Um, what is the overarching goal? And then just reverse engineering it. And then, uh, something is like simple that you worked on with me. It was like, Hey, I said that I wanted to be more present with my family. And then, uh, but just saying that means nothing unless I put some tasks with it. And you're like, so what are you going to do to find that? And then it was like, oh, I'm going to get a, you know, a phone box so that when I get home, I put my phone in it and I'm going to not talk on my phone from this time to this time. And I just wrote it down. And then obviously you gave me all the tools that I needed. I just needed to act on those tools. Um, and that was super powerful for me. And then uh, now obviously I use it all the time with my clients. And it's weird for me to tell them like, hey, write this thing down. Okay, cool. You wrote that goal down. Now, what are you going to do to implement those tasks? And then uh, when they start doing it, like weird, I actually got to my goal just by doing one little task at a time. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So much of it is simple. So much of it is, so much of it actually goes all the way back to figuring out what to do in the first place and mm -hmm. what not to do. So knowing what matters and saying, okay, I'm going to go after this stuff, which then allows you to say, no, I can't do all of this stuff. So a real great analogy is for most of us, we eventually are going to have to go to Disney world with our kids because our kids want to go, or maybe when we went when we were kids because our sister or something wanted to go, which is the way that I ended up there. So it's a dream destination for most of us in life. All right. But if you're a parent, you know, you're a guy, you're, you know, you're 35 years old and 
you know, your wife wants to take the two kids to Disney World. Great. You know how to get there. You fly to Orlando, you get in a rental car, you drive to Disney World, you're there. It works. It's a straight line to success. Same with our life. Now, here's the thing. If your buddy comes along and says, same weekend, hey, let's go to Vegas, or even any weekend, and you know what kind of trouble you can get up to in Vegas, you know that's a detour in your life, and you know that you can, you can basically ruin your entire life by what you do in Vegas. So you say no to that because you're like, no, that just is a bad, bad idea compared to where I really want to get in life. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with our day-to-day. Hey, listen, here's what I really want to do. I want to have the best CrossFit in my state. I want to have 500 members, and, that's, and I want to have seven great trainers. That's what I want to have. Okay, perfect. When somebody comes along and says, hey, you know what? The, the you know, business beside us is going out of business. You know, do you want to open a yoga studio in there? Half of the trainers will say, yeah, I know. let's open a yoga studio, even though it's completely taking away from their focus. So we need to know what matters. We need to stay focused on it. And we need to have the strength and the clarity to say no to all those other things, which goes back to something you said about, you know, one of the things that comes up almost all the time is that I, my coaching helps give people clarity. And I always use this analogy that most entrepreneurs are walking around and they have this jigsaw puzzle in their head, all 10,000 pieces all jumbled up and they don't know how to get clarity on it. And so my exercises that I teach at the workshops and my books, take all those pieces, get them out on the table and put them all together so that now you know exactly what your life is going to be like. So that's, that's how you go from being cluttered to clarity so that you don't have any more of that stress. Awesome. All right. Well, Craig, I'm going to respect your time. You're a busy guy and uh, getting 30 minutes on the podcast has been amazing. Um, two last parting questions. Number one, uh, ask this to everybody. I don't have like this cool, like if you're sitting at a table, you pick this person and this person. Uh, mine yeah, are very that's, simplistic. It's not even a good question because like, yeah. it's not even, it's not even like, it, what is that? Can you actually make this happen? No. Right. Well then what's the point of me answering this? Sometimes I get uncomfortable just listening to it. Um, so mine's very simple. I, people always ask me about books and what I'm reading and stuff like that. What are your top three recommended books to people? Oh, for like ever? Uh, personal, it could be personal development books. Just if you were to give somebody your three favorite books, what would that be? I would say, I would say that throughout the entire world, man's search for meaning should be mandatory high school reading. Every child should read that before they're 16 years old. And, and should probably read it again in college. So Man's Search for Meaning, for sure. I really like uh, sto- uh, Stoic philosophy. So I would say Discourses by Epictetus, which is like the extended version, or this little book called The Art of Living, which is a translation of his teachings. And the woman who wrote that is Sharon LaBelle. And then I would probably go with... Uh, Obviously, I'm going to choose my books, Perfect Day Formula and Unstoppable. But outside yeah. of that, I choose Relentless, man. I Like, just read. Anytime you're feeling down, read two to three pages of Relentless by Tim Grover. And you're going to be, like, wanting to run your head through a wall to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. So that's, that's a good one. Yeah. After your workshop, I read that book. And you're yeah. 100% right. I couldn't read it the night before bed because I would literally, like... No, you got to read it in the morning. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, you don't want to read it. Uh, it's not a put yourself to sleep book. No, not at all. Uh, so my last question is, you're a busy guy. How do you find, like, I know it's, it can be tough for you to probably find time to learn and to uh, read content and stuff like that. Um, with that being said, I know you want to make the most use of your time when you do uh, find yourself being able to do that. 
how do you consume information? Is it more visual? Do you like to hear people talk about it? Or do you like to physically do some of the things and work through some of the things that you learn? I only, I only read and write notes on stuff. I've never listened to a podcast in my life. Oh, wow. All right. Well, there's that. And, and, uh, and I think there's a big lesson yeah. is that most people should stop listening to so many podcasts and cut back, cut back on the newsletters they get. Be ruthless about it. I follow 17 people on Instagram and every single day I try and get rid of one more, but it's become very difficult to get rid of anybody else. But you can also mute people's posts so you don't see their posts. So you should just reduce the incoming information into your mind if you want to increase the output. Right. Instead of uh, consuming, actually try to implement some of the stuff. 100%. well, Craig, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, I appreciate every minute that you were able to give to us. And uh, obviously, we'll talk on uh, probably Sunday. Awesome, dude. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our show today. Before you go, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you like and love about the podcast. Tell us about guests that you want us to have on or uh, really any feedback that you have for us. We're completely open to it. Um, and then do me another favor. Go ahead and take a screenshot Go ahead and post it on your Instagram story or your feed and tag it. I'd love to know who's listening to this and then um, see who's getting value from it. And then one last thing before you go, if you happen to be looking for remote workout programming or nutrition counseling, um, myself and my team are doing doing some great work with people both remotely and in our uh, gym location here in Silverdale, Washington. So um, if you're interested in that, go ahead and send me an email at Cody at CrossFit7Cities.com and we'll go ahead and get you started. Um, And again, thanks for listening today.